Hello and welcome to Herbology. I'm Anne. And I'm Kevin. And in this episode, we are going to be discussing She Ain't Right, which is season two, episode number four. It's written by Ramona Barker, directed by Ron Murphy, and this one aired June 30th, 2017. Uh, are there some cobwebs on your microphone, Kevin? <laughs> it has been, I looked it up, seven weeks since we recorded a regular episode. I, I forget how to do this. Yeah. I, they just gave me chills. I was like, this is the longest I've gone without watching the show in, I think, two years. And I, you know what I started to think about today when I was outside doing some stuff on the yard? I'm like, this is probably the longest I've gone in the last six years without doing a sit down, you know, or a podcast. I mean, we did a live episode right. from, from Expo, but an actual sit down, talk about herb topic one. This is probably the longest I've gone since the show for me. Why does that give me goosebumps, Kevin? <laughs> what is wrong with us? <laughs> well, it was all valid reasons. We had to prep for a couple cons. You know, I, we got COVID, each of us. There's, you know, so it's been, it's been valid, but boy, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. And uh, yeah, I can't believe I was watching yesterday and, you know, just how much I missed watching this show. It's just the balm for my soul, you know, it's like when the world seems like it's falling apart. I'm like, maybe I just haven't watched Winona in a while. I need to feel good. I need to just watch my comfort show. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And especially for us when it comes to doing it for podcasting, because I, I, you know, I suspect like you, it's one thing to watch a show, even a show you love. It's another to watch it, knowing you're going to talk about it, you know, podcast panel, whatever. So you just, you're so deep into, or at least I am so deep into it. It's, it's just like, yeah, you know, I want to just dive every, all in for every word, comma, everything that goes on. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah. We, I think we talked about it even in the live podcast, just about the amount of work that goes into it when you're doing it for a podcast and just, um, you know, how you scour over it with the more critical eye. Um, so yeah, but and then I and then this happens every time I watch, and then I want to go on to the next one, and I have to stop myself or I get too confused about what I'm talking about in this episode. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have from now on when I feel like I want to go forward, I'm just gonna have to go back to the beginning after I watch an episode. But an interesting thing, and you, I know, will appreciate this: how good you are with details. We started this podcast last October. First episode came out. So we've been doing it for ballpark eight months, about every week. But, you know, every now and then something in our real lives makes us have to skip a week or there's a holiday. Or like we said, we have the Europe con. So there's a reason on or off kind of get into a flow. You mentioned earlier, very beginning, the date that this episode aired. June 30th. Is today June 30th, Kevin? <laughs> no, but if we stick to our usual release schedule... You're going to be releasing this one on June 29th. Oh, my God. Gay goosebumps. <laughs> Why does this happen? That's crazy. How's that, yeah. How's that? Just by random chance, we're going to basically, if we stick to it for a while, be releasing on basically close to the anniversary <laughs> of the air dates. Uh, yeah. And I don't know, like, you know, if we looked at it, how... I mean, what are the odds, though? Because Casey <laughs> and I have had that really weird stuff happen, too. Like... In one of the episodes, we were talking about the um, the solstice, and mm -hmm. I'm like, "Wait a minute, that 
isn't that to, like actually today like, as we're recording talking about it from the show it was the solstice in real life <laughs> mm-hmm. like, that's freaking me out right now this yeah some of the stuff man you cannot script it plan it write it or anything it just falls into that yeah absolutely i love it <laughs> but now yeah, i will i will warn you and i'll also warn the listeners right now before we get started oh, i'm getting a warning too Fair warning this is a big herb sister episode mm-hmm. including a baby girl mention okay. okay it's been seven weeks since we recorded We've had herb cons lately. Okay. If I'm a little extra emotional, okay, folks, you have been warned. I don't, I don't know if it's just extra hot in my garage. No, I know it's extra hot in my garage, <laughs> but I'm also just getting a lot of goosebump moments. It's, it's been too long since we did this. Obviously. That's right. Makes us appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, you want to give that spoiler warning right away too? Oh, thank you. Thank you. See, out of practice. But uh, <laughs> yes, a reminder for any new listeners that uh, we are looking at the scope of these episodes as far as they, where they fit in the entire uh, four seasons that we have so far. So be forewarned, if you're not fully caught up on the show, we may spoil you folks. Anything and everything from the series is fair game. And yeah, we have no idea where, like we have a general format. We each take our notes, but then we don't know where we're going. With where this. We're The going. train right. just goes off the tracks. It's just like that scene in Indiana Jones, man. It's just going to go and we are just going to hold on to dear life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, when we last left Waverly, uh, she was in the barn with all of her scrap metal piles and Dolls was there very frightened and Mm -hmm. uh, he was frightened of her because she was all goo-eyed. Yes, yes. I mean, and and starting off this episode with her walking there in the homestead yard, I mean, how creepy was that? Creepy AF is the kids like to say. It was so creepy, but so beautiful too. Just... (laughs) That whole opening scene, that cello music and the lighting, Mm -hmm. the way Waverly's walking. And it's like, that's not our Waverly. Like Mm -hmm. something is not kosher here. (laughs) No, that's a great way to get across. Not that we didn't already know it, but as you said, based on where we ended and what we've been seeing, that just, it hits us right in the face, right from the get go, you know? Yeah, something and, is wrong. And we've, Waverlyville. we've seen her like get goo eyed before, but just something about her walking across like the homestead yard with I, her eyes were just extra harsh. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Winona comes out and is like, what are you doing out here? And, and she's like, you know, waves, you can't you can't sleep out. You can't sleep in winter without three duvets. And now you're up here in your <laughs> nightgown. Yeah, it's not July. She puts it. It's not July. (laughs) Yeah. And so she's like, what, you know, what's going on? Um, And she's also carrying a knife. So that's like, okay. Um, But right before Winona walks out, we also see Waverly pick up um, Dolls' dog tags. When Winona walks out, I'm also finding myself just doing that whole scanning now that, now that I know now that she's pregnant. It's just like every episode I'm like, did I, how? Did I miss something? How? But no, as we heard in the um, uh, postmortems with with Emily and Bridget, Emily was just like checking for every little thing. I think it was on Twitter actually this week. Yeah, it was a Twitter conversation that came out. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, no, I scrubbed every scene to see if anything. Not just scenes. She mentioned she did it frame by frame, knowing that there were probably some herpers who might do the same if they had any inclination. 
Yeah. And I mean, now that I know, I'm like, oh, maybe, you know, it's like the way she's standing. But no, it's just because no. I know now there was it was so well done. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many people on Twitter in that discussion thread talking about that, too. Having no idea. And the scarves, the clothes, everything, you know, after the fact. just Yeah. When she yeah. took her coat off to give it to Waverly, like she was holding her arms across her chest. But like, that's what you would do if you're cold, cold and outside. Yeah, yeah it's totally oh, natural. Yeah. But mm-hmm. now I'm like, mm-hmm, it's covering up that belly. <laughs> Genius. Yeah. But yeah, and there's there's just like like something about the scene. Like Winona finds her outside in this weird situation and Waverly's confused and everything. But for as much crap as they give each other, in this situation, like Winona's just so solid. She's tender and she's like, whatever waves, you know, we'll double lock the doors. We'll just like, we'll think of something like she doesn't give her crap about the fact that she's outside with a knife. It's just like really sweet. Like this, I mean, almost very caring. Yeah. Very very caring, caring, which like of all the situations you think you'd be like, what the hell are you doing outside without a coat with a knife? (laughs) But (laughs) No, she's just like, I got you waves. Mm hmm. Well, first of several strong herb sister scenes. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot Check. of calling her waves in this one. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, dolls is uh, in the barn, just glowy eyed and kind of like whimpering for Winona, but she doesn't hear him. And the next thing we know, we're at this Harley diner. We've never seen this place before. Some bad people, uh, they ambush this BBD agent who has a briefcase handcuffed to his arm or to his wrist and they want the case. He's like, no, I'm not going to give it up. So this fight ensues and it doesn't fare too well for the guy. Cause as we see one of the bad guys leaving, he's, he's got the case and the guy's hand is still and the guy's hand. To the case. <laughs> and here's some more one owner horror elements that I've totally blacked out on until we go through on this rewatch. Like, Oh, oh no, there's not much horror in the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this one is one of the worst ones. I think. And, and I want to know how come after the guy got his hand cut off and, and the, you know, the duo made the escape with it, including the croissant and all, why, why weren't the people in this diner upset or mad or running away or anything? They didn't hear the screams, like the That's scuff. What I'm like, wondering. I mean, I know it's purgatory and all, but geez, folks. You're in a diner and you hear someone drop a tray of like <laughs> dishes and you look, this is happening and like everyone's just eating their croissants oh yeah look must be tuesday (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess like again don't pull the thread but it is no it's you know until you think about it if you have to think about it yeah you you get ourselves in trouble (laughs) you can't let it go you have to point it out and um (laughs) then we have jeremy waverly and winona uh back at the sheriff's office and jeremy and waverly are doing that fun back and forth they do where they're trying to guess what the symbols are on the seal from the old schoolhouse and it's just like that fun geeky stuff that we see and will continue to see going forward as jeremy and waverly's like relationship and friendship progresses um it's just really fun to see like the sweet fun beginnings of like because he's still really new with the team and and this is such a big episode for him isn't it mm-hmm. because it's up till now it's always been my owner arms length the more no you're you're a bbd lackey no we're not whatever and and this is the one where he really gets to you know finally become part of the scooby gang yeah absolutely and 
So if you look closely at what Jeremy's looking at, what Waverly's looking at, those symbols, those are the cult of Bolshar symbols that we will definitely see later on. But here it was right dun, dun, there. Dun. <laughs> and now I'm, I'm like, done, done. I- Add that in. There you yeah. Go. <laughs> like now I want to go back and like, did I miss any prior to this? But I think this is the first time um, that we see the cult of Bol- Bolshar symbols. But I did double check. That's definitely Bolshar's mm-hmm. bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Winona's guess is that this is possibly assholery instead of Aramaic. <laughs> She's got the perfect way to describe it. Too. Oh, it's just so good. Jeremy's like, that's not even a word. And she just goes on to defend it, making it so right. Like, yeah. it's kind of like, what are we going to call those? Winonerisms? Or yeah. We've got to come up with a fun name. For yes. She can turn any word into a verb or anything. It's like when you want to put a word into Urban Dictionary, you just like say why it's so. And there it is. It's so. There it is. Kind <laughs> of <laughs> like herbology. Exactly. That's, how, yeah. that's the root of how, how that became. Um, and then Jeremy's kind of like, he's trying to get in the groove. Like he's, he's picked up that they kind of do a banter. Right. So he kind of tries to do a funny, um, where he's like, kind of, I think his way of proving like, I I can hang with this gang because they're talking about assholes and all of a sudden he says, speaking of assholes, just as Lucado walks in, he's like, Good job, Jeremy. You can hold your own. I mean, job, you can Jeff. try anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and um, she's like, "Yeah, listen this this briefcase was stolen from a stolen from a field marshal in the triangle." But when she walks in, she says, "I've got something." <laughs> Wait, no, there's a cream for that. Cream for that. <laughs> That's the kind of line you miss oftentimes the first time around because it is so quick. <laughs> so quick. <laughs> And uh, anyway, Lucado is like happy about this because she thinks she'll look good if she gets it back and hopefully um, she'll get reassigned out of the GRT, which is really what she wants. And Waverly is just how adorable is Waverly here? Just saying like, you should really give Purgatory a chance because it's really nice and they're so close to getting a vegetarian restaurant. And my notes say this scene, Waverly is adorable. So like her squeaky, Isn't, her voice is all squeaky and just so positive and everything. And so I can do it. I can figure it out. We get the whole, you know, the whole trank dart and band and all. I mean, come on. How cute is that? I mean, it's adorable. <laughs> yeah. Like she just, you know, um, yeah, like she goes on and she's like, I'm super bendy. I can speak four <laughs> languages. She's just pleading her case, right? And my nose is staring at her like, this is it. Oh, and the part where she's like, um, I know I haven't told anyone any of this, but I've been looking into spy schools. <laughs> They're like, there's no such thing. And she's like, I know, but I've been looking into them. So that shows my dedication to That's right. like, being her commitment a spy. to the yeah. cause. <laughs> I gave it a goog and like, <laughs> so I'm serious about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that ugh, just like way too adorable. And I don't know about you, but I still, this is one of the backstories I definitely want is why and how she got hit with a tranquilizer dart and then still went to band practice. I, uh, yeah. Okay. That's probably got to be in a fanfic somewhere, right? 
Oh, there's so much banned <laughs> fanfic. Let me tell you, but I haven't read one with an actual where she actually oh, gets okay. the dark. Right. But any okay, well, now that we mentioned it, yeah. we're probably yeah, we're probably going to hear from a listener goes. Okay, here, this one. Go check this one. Yeah, Kevin doesn't read fanfic. I absolutely. I'll leave it to do. you. Yes. So yeah. send me that link if there's one where she gets hit <laughs> with a trank dark because I'm down for that. But yeah, I just like stuff like that. It's like what. How did that in the writer's room become a thing? Like, just where? Where did this come from? Mm-hmm. It cracks me up. Winona makes her funny when Licato says that she will brief Waverly. And she's like, make sure she's not going to take your underpants. <laughs> and then Jeremy's right back to being literal, where he's like, no, she means. And she's like, yeah, I know she's not going to take her underpants. Like, just very funny how it's like he's trying so hard, but then he just comes up. He's short. trying too hard, just like yeah. we all would to want to be part of the cool kids club. Oh, my God. Could you imagine being new in town and trying to work with Winona? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I can because it would be a it would be just a train wreck for me. I couldn't I, you know, I can't keep up with Emily on Twitter. You know, yeah, it's kind of like that, right? It's like <laughs> when she gets going on something, I can't. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. There's just no way. I know I can't. I'm not even going to try, even though every now and then I'm like, oh, I got a quick comeback for that one. <laughs> right. So, like, extra kudos to the people who actually try because <laughs> that's frightening. Then Winona excuses herself. Um, you know, they're like, oh, she's like, oh, speaking of seals, I got to break my own seal. And she's like, you know, way too much coffee. Come on. That is a direct in your face. She's pregnant. She has to use the bathroom. Uh, I can't help but laugh at this stuff now. I know. I know. Right? Because like when else did they point out that Winona ever had to go to the bathroom? Like it doesn't come up in the show. The show's 43 minutes long. (laughs) They don't tell us every time someone has to use the bathroom. I, I, I just. You can't see it. Audio podcast, folks, but I am just doing my bowing to Emily and the writers. And <laughs> yes. yes, you did it again. Oh, like, yeah, we didn't show her belly at all, but we flat out said, like, yeah. she's got to go to the bathroom folks. again. We gave you folks chances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it so much. It's like mm-hmm. the best teases. And um, then at Shorty's in the lab, we've got Doc and Rosita. They are cooking up the the serum and doc's yelling that it's like you know she's burning stuff and rosita says it isn't moonshine we're mixing volatile elements with genie blood it needs to be hotter than hell genie blood kevin genie yeah genie do you think it was Ginny, the genie's blood i mean you know i haven't met any other genie how many genies are there in this town (laughs) i got yeah I, I was got nothing. I so got nothing. surprised when a genie showed up in purgatory, but yet here I missed this absolute dialogue about there being genie blood. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I never noticed it until today. Nope. This is why I say when you watch for the purpose of what we're doing, you somehow your brain just picks up on these things that you missed the first forty-two times. Because I was probably paying too much attention to not just the steam issue they were having in the pipes, but the steam between the two of them when they mm-hmm. almost kiss. Mm, yes. It's getting very steamy in there. Mm-hmm. And then we have that good, uh, that funny where Doc says, thunderation, and no. Rosita mocks him. That's become a classic in the fandom for years now. Yeah. I, uh, and I, I just, I love how she mocks him. <laughs> like the way her voice is when she does it. It's just 
it's so much funnier than him even saying it. And um, in the sheriff's break room, Winona sees Nicole and she apologizes. Winona apologizes. Yeah. How many how many times can we count that in the series? Yeah. And so one hand <laughs> early on in their relationship. Right. And she's like, I'm sorry. I didn't listen to you when you mentioned the weirdness in Waverly, because like now she's starting to see it. And Nicole says, I can't betray her trust. Her say, I think her way of saying, like, I can't talk about her behind her back. Right. But if I didn't swallow hard when she said that, because I'm like, you can't betray her trust. But you're about to betray her trust with the DNA results and a secret wife. <laughs> okay, yeah. but uh, hold that thought. We've got a few episodes to get there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Could I'm going to forgive that'd her. Be a but... podcast? That'd be a podcast tease, folks. Yes, await that conversation. We will, <laughs> we will take that pin off the board and talk about it. Put a podcast pin in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this is also such a great, as you started to say, you know, why not scene? The yeah. two of them, this is early stuff when they're both finally bonding over Waverly, mm-hmm. you know, and how important she is. This, yeah, this was boom. And you know it's, what I mean, oh. and it's so interesting too, because it like, it takes place in the same room where their like last argument took place, you know, why Nona oh, walks yeah. in and is with that coffee maker and she's struggling with it. And, you know, she's like, oh, you want her to be something she's not kind of thing. And so then the apology happens in the same place with like Winona even like playing with the coffee maker, just like, you know, fumbling with it kind of like nervously. So it's, 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 I like that. Well, that's where it's a great, it's the great, um, it's the flip. It's the, like you said, it's the characters in the exact same place. Only now it's completely opposite. Winona's the one being apologetic and opening up and, 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 uh, you know, trying to work with her that way that's that's what's so classic and great about this yeah and this episode is so good with like the highs and lows right it's like we've got these tender moments between the characters and then we've just got these outrageous (laughs) moments we'll talk (laughs) about when we get to them but but yeah as as they're discussing this um you know, Winona goes on to tell her, you know, yeah, you know, Waverly's been rash and short temper. She's like, and she's going undercover for Lucado, which Nicole knows nothing about and is completely shocked about. And then she mentions the sleepwalking and Nicole's like, what in the winter from Miss Four Boat? Four blankets plus a bonus blanket. A bonus so, blanket. Yeah, you know, we get the bonus blanket uh, call in there. Oh. It's not the last time we'll hear it either. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm talking about so fanfic. Cute. The bonus blankets is in a lot of fanfic. <laughs> oh, oh, naturally, yeah. <laughs> Cornerstone. Come on. Yeah, it's classic in the relationship. Yes. And um, this whole time they've been discussing this, Winona's been frantically looking for something. And it turns out she's, she's searching for a spoon. And Nicole says, like, good luck. All the cutlery has gone missing, including the fork with one tine. And then Winona pulls her hand out of her coat. And she's got the knife in her hand because this is the coat she loaned Waverly, you know, in the morning. And Nicole's like, you thinking like that she was stealing all the cutlery. And then she says, no, Waverly. And then she reaches in the other pocket, pulls out Dolls' dog dog tags, and then just freaks out and runs, which leaves (laughs) Nicole standing there clueless once again. (laughs) I want to go back and count how many times Nicole has been left standing in a room. 
while the, everyone else just leaves, like what mm-hmm. happened? No, we'd have a good, we'd have a good amount of those. No doubt. <laughs> so Winona goes straight to the barn where she finds dolls and he's very lizardy at this point and he kind of attacks her. She pulls out Peacemaker and it's glowing orange, which I think it's interesting that it would glow orange for him and not blue. And this could be its own podcast episode or discussion, but as we've touched on and we'll keep talking about for the remaining episodes of the show, I mean, at that moment when he's like that, I mean, he's he's creature-like, he's monster-like. Right. So, I mean, is it reading the monster first because he's not really human? Yeah. Is it reading like your current state? You know what I mean? Because like later on, I think it's in Bridget's postmortem with Emily. She talks about, you know, when when Winona holds Peacemaker later on when she's good, it sizzles for her. Mm-hmm. But it didn't when Waverly was good and holding it. But Emily said, but she wasn't in the goo state at that time. Right. She wasn't. That's who was in who, in other words, who was in control. Right. Right. So, that influenced yeah. that. so I mean, that's what that's the other thing I kind of wondered. I know this has gone back and been something, you know, we we fans have talked about on Twitter for years now. That's it's a great point, though. I mean, should it have been blue? Should it have been something else? Or is that just eight? But she also wasn't going to shoot. She was just pointing it. And I think she was, that's when she's, as she's done a few times on the show, she's using it to kind of read the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if Peacemaker is sentient, it probably can tell she's not going to shoot him. She's just kind of using it and it's going to say, yep, he's definitely monster right yeah. now. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's more, it's more of a, a exploratory thing rather than a, I'm going to shoot you thing. Yeah. It's like a meter of some yeah. sort. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Good way to put it. Yeah, so she she ends up just kind of like knocking him out. Um, that kind of zaps him out of it when she's like t- talking about all this stuff with him, and then she just uses peacemaker and doesn't shoot him with it. She just clocks him in the head with it. Cole cock him It's dual purpose. It's a <laughs> yes. it's a barometer. Yeah, <laughs> meter. <laughs> and then she grabs the wheelbarrow to get him out to the car, and that's when we see Waverly's metal stash again. Yeah. Yeah, but I think they the way they did, kind of did it is they're letting us know why Nona didn't see it because she grabbed the thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, several. we as the audience now see, it. oh, that's where all the stuff went. Yeah. yeah, and we saw it another time in the other episodes, mm-hmm. but nobody mm-hmm. else saw yeah. it yet. But we keep getting yeah. this, like it's reminding us that it's all the there and all yeah. together. Yeah, still don't know what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know now. But in speaking of Waverly, what's she up to? Oh, she just picked a lock at the Bading Bading, which I love the name of that <laughs> place. Uh, uh, and it turns out she's learned how to pick locks from YouTube, as you do. Yes. Again, if you're going to look into spy schools, you're going to be watching how to pick a lock videos on YouTube. It's like spy school. Yeah, it's probably a whole cover. playlist, you know? Yeah, it's a whole playlist. <laughs> <laughs> and uh She's communicating with Lucado and she's like, you know, we should really have a safe word. Like if anything goes wrong, like maybe I should say tacos are tasty and you uh-huh. should send back up. <laughs> so there we have our very classic line. Tacos are tasty. Oh, very classic. Come on. It's on shirts. It's on autographs. People do. I mean, come on. Tacos are tasty. Man. When I met Sam from uh, LNH podcast for the first time, she was getting out of her her lift and I was across the parking lot and I recognized her and she didn't see me yet. And I just yelled, tacos are tasty. <laughs> it's like this. Yep. It's just spoken code, right? 
It, oh, it is. It's an Erper Creed day. That's, That's what a lot of folks great. will do at the airports. You know, when you go into Erpcons, especially, you're standing around baggage claim, you want to find out who might else be going, just yell out tacos and taste and see what happens. <laughs> it's like <laughs> some people have handshakes. <laughs> That's this right. That's our secret code. That's our secret one, folks. Yes, you will get a lot of odd looks because I've seen it happen, but you will also get some very excited people to come over and talk. <laughs> so yeah, so that was bound to be a thing. That was for sure going to be a thing as soon as that was in there. And she gets caught trying to sneak into the rooms of the Bading Bading, and she's mistaken for the entertainment. Yes. <laughs> and when she asks Lucado what she should do, Lucado says, "Sing." And mm. uh, so we're like, "Oh, okay." Meanwhile, Winona is dragging dolls downstairs into the basement of Shorty's. How she was able to maneuver his body. He's a big guy. But the serum that he needs isn't ready yet. Rosita really wants someone from BBD to help. And she's like, you know, maybe we can just get an insider's help on the recipe. And Doc's like, maybe Jeremy. And Winona's like, no, I'm not ready to trust him yet. So it's just a reminder that he's, you know, he's still really new with the crew. And Doc's like, well, but he's eager to help. And Winona's just still not on board with it. And she's assuring dolls, like, because he's in and out of, like, consciousness. And sometimes he's dolls. Sometimes he's a little lizardy. And she jokes about how she'll be there for him, even if he's a lizard or a salamander. And she'll build him a little terrarium. (laughs) I haven't heard the word terrarium used since I was, like, a kid. So... I remember hearing that here and just think, oh, my goodness, that is so appropriate. Well, here's another funny thing about Terrarium. Um, so at Earth Division Expo, Mel and Kat were asked about, like, what would um, what would why not do for, like, a fun friend date night? And so they were talking back and forth, but then they ended up talking about the things that they've done together as friends in real life. And Mel was like, remember we made those terrariums? <laughs> so I just thought it was funny that I like literally just heard them talking about terrariums and the terrariums in this episode. It's the universe. It's the universe. Oh, life imitating art, right? Uh, yes. Catching up on shows now. So like, I don't know, you said it's been like seven weeks since we did this. So it's been that long since I've watched an episode. But the shows are like, they have an added element to them now that I've gotten to meet most of the cast in person or either like virtually or in person. There's like a few I haven't met yet. Like mm-hmm. I think fewer than five, um, but it's just like really enhanced my overall experience with like watching the show. I don't, it's hard to explain, but like just seeing the difference between, I think I'll, like it gives me a greater um, appreciation for their acting because it's like you see them in person and you're like, oh my gosh, you're nothing like Lucado. Um, speaking specifically of Kate, who I spent some time with at Earth Division Expo, it's just like, of course you're not like Lucado. Like, but sometimes you have those elements of you that is and that kind of thing. But it's just like, it's just so like blows your mind when you're used to just seeing someone on a screen as a character in a certain way. And then you meet them in real life. It's just, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Yeah. No, and that's part of the fun. I mean, the, one of the joys of uh, being able to do so many of the interviews with the cast for Tales of Black Badge to to let to find out these folks are very much like us. And like you said, they aren't like their character or they have some other aspect of them that we find fascinating. It's what makes us get so deep into these people 
as much as the show and, and their characters as who they are as human beings, because they're all just so genuinely down to earth and nice. And I wonder too, like how many people or fandoms get to not only have that experience. I know there's a, there's a lot of um, actors that, that go to events and go to conventions and stuff, but how many of them are genuinely like not disappointed when they meet them in real life? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I don't do. know that everybody can say that. And I've, I haven't been disappointed by any of them. If, if nothing else, I've been like out of my gourd thrilled. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you're like the nicest, most interesting people in the world. And that's, and it's the genuineness too. I mean, that's one of the things I've been blessed with. And, and you to a certain degree now too, getting to do some of those panels at EDE. I mean, spending some time with these folks backstage or so to speak out of the public eye, mm-hmm. you know, when you have to be an actor or when you're on stage doing a panel or when you're signing autographs, you're also, you know, uh, having to, to be in the public eye. But when you're just shooting around, sitting around shooting the shit and all, you know, you can see that they're just like they are right. at other times. It's so, gen- it's so genuine. You're right. Not, not all actors are you know, someone who's met several it's yeah that's yeah they're, you know they're they're the kind of people that like you you would choose to spend time with if given the opportunity because they're they're nice people mm-hmm. yes 100 percent. ding 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 <laughs> dolls tells winona that waverly like he he's able to get out like a few words right and he's like waverly she had this look in her eyes in the barn and that's when you can kind of see the light bulb really go off in Winona's head that like, oh, shit, something is definitely mm. going on mm-hmm. with her. I mean, she had her suspicions, but I don't I don't know that that's what she thought it was. Right. Yep. It's but all like, just helping to reinforce. Yeah. It's more than wrong. like, yeah, it's more than like she's having a tough day if dolls is like freaked out by her. Yeah. <laughs> if, the, if the lizard is afraid. If the lizard is off. Yes. Yeah. Be worried. <laughs> And then um, we're at the Gardner Mansion, which we haven't been to in a bit. And Mercedes is there and she's eating bacon like it is her job. <laughs> she's eating bacon like she's never had it before. Yeah. Which is what the case is since it's widow Mercedes now. Yeah. But if you try to think about it, if you love bacon, trying to think back to the first time you had it or you could get a big, yeah. It's just, I, you talk about a fun way to get a point across. That yeah. someone is not who you think they are anymore. It's like, yes, give someone who's never had bacon a whole plate of it and see what right? happens. <laughs> and I love like the added crunch. Every crunch she takes, you can just hear so well. It's like <laughs> nice sound effects. And um, Tucker shows up and he's still Tucker, or should I call him Yucker? Because he's just like this yuckiest person. <laughs> yes. uh, and they're having like this nasty sibling argument. And then we hear some screaming coming from somewhere in the house. Mm-hmm. And no bacon is going to take care of that situation. <laughs> no, nope. that's for sure. Nope. <laughs> some things even bacon can't cure. Uh, <laughs> back at the sheriff's office, Jeremy's looking at the symbols with no luck. Wynona's like, do you know where Waverly is? And he's like, yeah, she's with Lucado. And he mentions that Lucado's been like messy with her reports and making inappropriate phone calls, but he doesn't finish who they're with because he just gets distracted by a smell on Wynona. But I'm like, what was that all about? We never did get that story. Like, What kind of inappropriate? 
<laughs> like not suitable for work phone calls or what are we talking about but he gets distracted by this smell on Winona and before she can stop him he's like pulled her coat off of her and it bursts into flames and the look on her face when she says you can start fires with your mind yeah she's excited she is genuinely excited <laughs> she, she's like a kid in a candy shop and like the same when we find out what dolls is, right? Like she's just, you would think people would be afraid. She's like, this is the most amazing thing. Like maybe you weren't cool before, but if you can start fires with your mind, I might welcome you into the gang, right? <laughs> like we said, that, that's his entry point. He's getting more of that. So she's so impressed, but no, he, he can't do that. And um, then he just puts two and two together that like, oh, you're helping with dolls. And he's he's super excited because he realizes that dolls must still be alive. And we get that little backstory about how dolls helped him do a chin up once and that he's the only one who understood about his mom. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, this episode, man, big Jeremy stuff. And that's a great example of it here. I, and I love, <clears throat> excuse me, why known as a little deadpan about Helped me do a chin up once. And she's like, no, that doesn't sound like dolls. <laughs> yeah. But then too, I think like that's like more of that moment solidifying it for her that like, oh, we can, we can kind of trust we him. We can trust like, this guy. Yeah. He's yeah. excited that he's alive. He's not like, oh, let me call the troops and tell them he's alive and have them kill him. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she yeah. can start to trust him. Yep. Um. And then I love that line when Winona's like, are you short-circuiting BB-8 when he goes ba-ding, ba-ding? <laughs> I love it. Star Wars joking. <laughs> Winona or a To tell her where Waverly is. And um, yeah, it's just very, he just, he doesn't like, he just says ba-ding, ba-ding. Like, what are you going to think? <laughs> like, you're just making that? a sound. Like, are you a cash register? <laughs> making What's up happening? words? Yeah. <laughs> are you stroking <laughs> out? Um, Wynonna tells him, you know, go to Shorty's and help with dolls. Um, and she's going to go find Waverly, who is at the Bading Bading, dressed in an evening gown on stage. And the next thing that happens just blew my freaking mind, Kevin. I, I understand. It still blows my mind. And I've seen <laughs> it a million times. But like, I was thrilled when Dom came on and sang Pop Goes the Weasel in whatever episode that was. I had no idea that they could sing. And I was like, I got to hear this again. Just they have a really great voice. And, you know, luckily over the past few years, they've shared some of their own music. But damn, that scene was fire. Oh, absolutely. Emily talks about it a little bit, too, in the postmortem. And so much came out this year for Dom. I mean, I remember conversations, uh, you know, when you're you know, a fan of like someone who's a, a sports person or whatever different sports, you know, they talk about someone who's a double threat or a triple threat. You know, they can do two things well, three things. We were saying of Dom that they are a deca threat because there were like 10 different things this season that Dom does. So yeah, this, this was just amazing. Yeah. And you know, in the BT, the behind the scenes, Dom talks about how they don't like to sing in front of people. Emily talks about it in the postmortem with Bridget about, you know, how hard the actors work. Like, they have these long hours that are 14 to 18 hour long days and they're working out in the meantime. And then especially for this cast to add in the cold. But anyway, Emily talked about how Dom had shot the cheerleading scene that very same week. So it was like they hadn't 
eight hour day of like cheering and dancing. And then they've got this episode where they're singing a whole bunch and like, not just like you're just standing there and singing, doing a full out performance as though you were in an actual nightclub. Um, and then Emily had mentioned too that Emily went into the sound booth with Dom as well as like comfort for recording that just like so interesting to get those glimpses behind. And um, then also finding out that Dom had performed in London's West End in Viva Forever, the Spice Girls musical. Like, I don't know if I had heard that before. So much cool stuff to learn. Again, as you said a little earlier, it's making these actors very much be real people for us because mm-hmm. we're learning so much about them because they're willing to be open, whether it's at the cons or interviews. Um, you know, it, it just makes it so much, all of us so much closer to. Yeah. And just like, God, like what a performance. Like I would yeah. pay money to go see that <laughs> performance in a club. Like just amazing. And then, you know what I thought? It's a shame that Nicole never got to see it. <laughs> like, could you imagine Nicole walking in and seeing Waverly on stage in this evening gown, giving this smoke show performance, like the sultry singing, like. And, and someone on Twitter this week, too, when I shared that I was rewatching this episode um, for the podcast, uh, shared a photo of Dom from that scene but in black and white uh-huh. and mentioned how, you know, it, 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 for them very much brought back a lot of like noir films from the forties and that yeah, look, absolutely. The, the dress and just that idea of a small club and singing. And absolutely. I mean, that's the show just is able to do such a range of things. And that was, that was, that was one of those, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I kind of see it now, especially when you take a photo that I've now seen a thousand times, probably more, uh, in color, but then do it in black and white, how it changes what your brain connects to. Yeah. And it's like you, so you get this full performance. I mean, they sing a full song. Mm. Um, so you have that like juxtaposition with then like, then hands are going to get cut off, like all in the same show. <laughs> like, what? how is that? This is her. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The bad guys are in the crowd. Waverly's just like working this crowd, sees the bad guys leave the room, goes on to follow them and is communicating with Lakato the whole time. And she's like, I, I think maybe they're going to sell it. I'm not sure. And then when Waverly says that she she doesn't know exactly what's going on, Lucado says, you mean you don't know yet? And I liked that part because it was like, yeah, we know that Lucado like tricked her thinking that there was backup and there wasn't. But she gives her this like this like this boost, right? Like, no, you you just don't know yet. Like Lucado actually has faith in her Mm -hmm. and it gives her this confidence boost. And I don't know. I've grown soft on Lucado over my rewatches this time around. Well, see, I don't know, though, if I would take it as Lucado having confidence as much as Lucado needs information so badly, she will put anyone in jeopardy. This is true and, also. And basically like, don't you dare tell me you didn't find anything and leave. Mm-hmm. Keep looking. Keep looking. Yeah. You know, that's the balance as we come to find out later when Winona confronts her right there <laughs> in the car. Where does she ever? Uh, in the basement of the Bading Bading is uh, Waverly overhearing this interaction. Bad guys um, definitely want to buy this briefcase. It all goes south, and Waverly 
sends up the signal says tacos are tasty tacos are tasty how many times have we seen that gif on twitter millions i, I swear millions <laughs> one of the best ones she's like got her hand to her ear tacos are tasty Panic. Panic. Uh, Panic mode. Yeah. Lucado <laughs> hears the gunshot and she seems to be genuinely upset when she can't like get a hold of Waverly again. And that's when Winona shows up and finds out there is no backup. There's she's none. super pissed, rightfully so. I mean, what a great scene where she's just like, My sister's in there, you bitch, and just punches her out. Yes. Again, the sisterly side of it can yeah. do anything for her. A rookie mistake. Killer boss. <laughs> yeah, Lucado. Like, do not mess with baby girl, right? Mm-hmm. When Winona goes in, she sees that Waverly's uh, ambushed, and then, or she sees Waverly there, and she sees that guy, and she's like, "Did you do that?" <laughs> then they're both ambushed very quickly after that, and Waverly's just like mad that Winona came in and blew her cover, and she's like, "Does nobody have faith in me?" And the scene just starts out so fun with like the sister teasing moments. And I just, I love it. Like they're tied up to chairs, but all the fun quips are happening. It is just some great herb sister stuff. Just, I love this one of those scenes I love and rewatch because it is just some great stuff. Yeah. So Waverly's just like all, you know, trying to be all tough because she's really wants to prove herself that she can like be part of the team and do these tough things. Right. And the bad guy makes that comparison to Robin Hood. And Winona's like, yeah, you really need to watch that movie again. <laughs> you know? That's yeah. how it goes. That's how Robin yeah. Hood works. <laughs> and um, on the briefcase, there's an EE and they want to know what that stands for. And Winona's like, don't, you know, she whispers to Waverly, like, don't tell him. And when the, I like to, when the guy walks out, he's like, we're going to have a nice long chat. And as they wipe, walk out, Winona's like, chats aren't good. <laughs> In case you didn't know, Waverly. <laughs> it's not a good sign. <laughs> As Shorty Stalls is waking up and um, Doc and Rosita are just about to give him the serum. But then Jeremy shows up just in the nick of time to stop them. And he's like, listen, Winona trusted me, which he knows is a big deal. Right. So like, you can kind of see the like the smile on his face too. like she entrusted me. Big deal. Very big. Back at the ba-ding ba-ding. Waverly makes a joke about like, oh, <laughs> this is the worst birthday, right? And I just love like Waverly's being all Winona in this situation, right? Because that's yes. a total Winona thing to do. And then Waverly's mm-hmm. like, what would Winona do in this situation? I know she would make a joke. Winona's like, oh shit, it's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know I'm preaching to the choir, but I just love moments like that between them. Oh goodness! I mean, and and the total, along with the fun though, and as it plays out in the scene, as it goes from jokey mm-hmm. with fun to very raw honesty between the two of them, you know, yeah. especially with things not looking good. I mean, when Waverly tries to say, you know, she wanted to go all Winona for once, yeah. you know, looking up to her big sis and all, and and Winona's come back about you know stick to being Waverly. She's pretty great. I know. Oh, come on. That just I, melts me, melts yeah. me into a puddle. She just, she gets all sappy and teary eyed and it's just like, you know, here I am. I'm a screw up. And mm-hmm. uh, just like, don't you dare Beautiful. talk Beautiful. about yourself like that. Right. And mm-hmm. then and that's when Waverly starts to tell her that, you know, there's something wrong with her. Yeah. She starts to say that, you know, at the arch, Winona's like confused. She's like, no, I, I sliced it hard. You know, I know I, I got it. I got the tentacle. And 
she's like, no, there was something left behind and it was calling to me. And, you know, she's she's very emotional. Like she's having she's talking about how she's having trouble remembering and that her head just gets all hot when she tries to to remember. And you can just tell it's like all really traumatic for her the way she's describing it. And the concern on Winona's face when she's telling her this is just it's palpable. You can see it. You can feel it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And before Waverly can get any more upset, Winona stops her with the plan, right? She's going to Cirque du Soleil this phone into position. <laughs> so again, we have that mood shift, right? That shift in tone. Yes. And uh, we're going to call Doc for backup. And then they're going to figure out what's going on with you together. And this seems to soothe Waverly. And, um, yes. you know, Winona seems to be a mess most of the time, but she really knows how to pull it together when it's needed most, especially when it comes to her sister. In the moment. Is there anyone you would trust more in the moment? No. No, that's absolutely. what I mean. And especially when it comes to if in any way, shape or form, Waverly is in jeopardy or unhappy or, you know, yeah, that's when you just see it even more. And we, This episode shows us so many of those, you know, there's some wonderful obviously herb sister scenes throughout the whole four seasons, but it's some of these small moments, like you were just kind of saying, you know, they could flip real quick to the call and doc and I'll put just a couple of lines, just a look between them and then a line or two back and forth. Boom. Just yeah. gut punch. Gut when punch. It's, it's like, she knows too, right? Like, no, we are tied to chairs. It is too deep, too vulnerable right now. Like, Waverly's going too far off the deep end in this emotional state. So it's like, Mm -hmm. what can she quickly do to bring her back around? Because we don't have time for that. Right. I'm going to do that later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We got to get out of the situation. So anyway, the phone does not land how she wants it to. And she's like, okay, new plan. You're going to call doc, (laughs) which I don't even know how they thought of this scene either, where she hits the Surrey button with her heel. <laughs> I think this is one of the funniest things where she just, Surrey, call Doc Holiday. And she's just like, her voice is so prim and proper. Call Doc Holiday. And it's calling Holiday in. <laughs> I know. Um, come on. How many of us can empathize with that, having tried to use Siri or whatever voice application you have on your phone? It's like, damn it. That's not what I said. Right. And it's like, and then the funny continues because they're like, damn it. And then Wynonna's like, stupid bitch, which it's like heroes. They're just like us, annoyed with technology. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've cursed out a GPS. Like, F you. I know. I don't want to turn is left no road there. there. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna end up in a lake. Just what are you talking look. about? <laughs> yeah. And Emily talking about this scene said, uh, they're just sitting tied to a chair for most of this episode. And it's the most compelling stuff we've ever put on television. Yes. It's the herbs is together in peril. Yeah. Tie him to a freaking chair. And you're still going to like <laughs> Give have us a an problem. amazing moment. Put oh. him in jeopardy. Yes. It is just going to melt your heart. Uh, good TV. Doc is there at Shorty's and he's cuffing dolls to the bed. And they're kind of having this nice moment too, right? They're wasn't having it, like an herb really sister nice? moment between them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bros moment. Yeah, they're they're joking and teasing about like who Winona likes more, and it's it's just nice to see this friendship that they have, even though they both love the same woman. Yes. And yep. 
Doc says he thinks Wynonna would prefer a human. <laughs> you can take like, anything to get a step up. Yeah, your head looks really small without your hat. <laughs> Turns out Juan Carlo is how Dolls got back to the homestead. He said that he picked him up, said his job wasn't done. So it's interesting how much Juan Carlo's story would develop over time and what a mystery he was and still is. And it also, it's funny, this one got me thinking, because again, knowing we're talking the context of the full four seasons, um, you know, with a, with a lot of TV shows, especially ones with enough supernatural things or other things, otherworldly, um, you know, sometimes when you get your story playing out over multiple seasons, it's sometimes hard to keep that continuity of how anything made sense of why someone did something or where it fit. Juan Carlo is like the perfect thread to bring through in a lot of these things for like why Doc never left and what got him to think about things differently and what avoided dolls wandering off because he was wanted by Black Bat. Let's just have Juan Carlo pop in yeah. and bring them all back where we need them to be for the plot. When in doubt, way. just have Juan Carlo show up. Yeah, in this I truck. mean, it's it's just it's a but it works perfectly. It's not like you look and go, oh, God, that's, you know, uh, retcon. Don't look. Don't look too close. Don't pull a thread. Right. It's not in a bad way, but it's just Juan Carlo works perfectly here to, to be basically, uh, you know, uh, herding kittens, bringing them all back where they need. Yeah. To. And it makes sense. Yes. You yes. know, we could Story-wise, probably we could probably throw him into other situations we know nothing <laughs> about. Like, how did they get there so fast? One, Carlo. Like, oh, that, that's Carlo. what we have to do going forward on all of our podcasts now. And if something doesn't make sense or one of us starts pulling thread, the other one has to go, has to come up with a Juan Carlo solution. Yes. What what, what did Juan Carlo do? The, yeah. What he did, did something. W W J C D rolls rolls right off your tongue. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> At the sheriff's office, Nicole is reading Tucker's file just as he walks in, which is suspicious. And all, all we need is like a we, we need like a, a an underlying soundtrack just going boo. Right. Uh, and uh, he's like, my sisters are being weird. Nicole's like. <laughs> I think it's a pretty small price to pay for them just bailing you out. Like, I think they're allowed. I to think be, you can put, you up, can with put up with some. You weirdness. can put up with that to not yeah. be behind bars. Exactly. And um, he he like walks in and he's like, I'm sorry. And you can see that like Nicole is so nice. She's almost considering his apology for a minute. Yes. And she goes on to say, like, like you see her face change. Like, hmm, OK, he's apologizing. And she's like. Did you apologize to the girls you were photographing? Yeah. But then he just takes it right back and shows back who to he Tucker is again. territory. Yeah. And he's like, he brings up Waverly and you can just see her whole mood shift. Like, how dare he? But he's actually telling her the truth that like <laughs> Waverly just choked him. And that's she's acting the interesting weird. part in all this is naturally she won't, doesn't want to hear a word out of his mouth. Yeah. Doesn't want to believe anything. But if you look at what he says, it's like, this is actually facts. <laughs> yeah, he even has a bruise on his neck. From her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's like, it's the boy who cried wolf too, right? Like, you're yeah, so full yeah. of shit. No one's going to believe you. And like, now you're going to try to tell us little Waverly did this to you? Yeah. Come yeah. on. She, she, got, she got you in a chokehold? Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And when Nicole was thinking she's acting weird, she didn't think that kind of weird. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he makes that big mistake and he also makes the mistake of referring to Waverly as 
our Waverly. And then Mm. he also threatens Nicole saying that, you know, I'm not a bad person. And if you know what's good for you, which you don't say that to anyone, let alone Nicole. I don't care who. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you'll stop treating me like a bad person. And then she just has had enough and she very sternly asks him to leave. But yeah, that's the really interesting thing about that whole thing is like, He's like got legitimate concerns. <laughs> My sisters are really weird because they are. Because <laughs> they <laughs> like, are. They're now taken over him. by demons. <laughs> yeah, a little too late, Tucker. Back at the bading bading, the bad guys, they're back. They untie Waverly. It turns out this metal on this briefcase is something that they like some unknown type. They can't break into it. And Winona, this is when Winona's trying to guess the names like under duress, just as, like coming up with whatever kind of ee names she can and then shit gets real real fast and the bad guy flips waverly onto the table like a rag doll and winona's rightfully freaking out she's just like what is going on i know how this ends and i still freak out watching this scene this, this i can scene still is remember so the tense. first time i saw this not believing it i'm serious not believing it. you're going to take one of our main characters and cut off their hand yeah. Because I, we, who could have seen that it was going to come back? I mean, like, we've seen how? a lot of torture things or things like this where your characters are in peril and they threaten to do something, but they're not going to really do it. No. And then I'm thinking, <laughs> how is this going to play out for the rest of the sh- Like, she's not going to have a hand like that? Really? Yes. All of that runs through my head for the two minute commercial break or whatever. <laughs> and like it's fine. I'm still gonna love her, but like no hand, this is gonna be difficult. But yeah, when he takes that glove off, and I how do they even come up with these creatures? Like that thing, what even comes out of his hand? Like a bone pincher? What is yeah, that? It's sharp so gross. Bones. Yeah, no, it is. Like oh. I said again, reminding me that yes, this show does have a lot of horror elements that I've blocked out. <laughs> And imagine, like, I mean, I know it's a show, but imagine your sister, you're tied up, your sister's on the table. It's horrible. And Dom is just so freaking good in the scene with the panicking and the screaming. And the tone of voice and all, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's horrible. It through me, yes. yes. Yeah, and like I've I seen said, it a million times, I, and I still I hold my breath, and I know how it's going to end. <laughs> it's a good theatrical, like, Is that like moments. the perfect timing of a... Of a- you know, commercial break. Again, if you're watching this live, <laughs> it was airing not on Netflix, folks. You you were you were sitting there for a few minutes going, What in the holy hell is going on? I'd love to go back and see the live tweets, just like, what the hell did you do? Yeah. You got off way with his hand. <laughs> you horrible person. Um but then uh Waverly in all the screaming and panicking says Edwin Earp, but they still haven't figured out the combination. Winona breaks free, uh, but doesn't get to Peacemaker because just as she tries to get to Peacemaker, the other bad guy who I just now realized why they call he called Cujo. Mm. It's like I didn't notice all the other times before that they like snarled like a dog. Like, yes, <laughs> yeah, like a rabbit a dog wolf or a rabbit dog or something. So I'm like, oh, that's why it's, it's called Cujo. <laughs> like not only that, but then like to put it in a vice like that was um the the behind the scenes for this also mel talks about how 
the room was really small and claustrophobic and you can kind of see it in the BTS and there were like too many people in there and their moods were all a little bit off because of it. But again, it's just such a testament to their abilities as actors. Like I would have never have guessed that anyone was off because those, the performances were just so good. So real. So emotional. You can feel it. Yeah. It's one of those ones where you can feel it. Mel's talking about how they all kind of had a shitty day and it's like, well, you can't tell. Kudos mm-hmm. to you. Doc shows up and a shootout ensues, which he's thrilled about. And uh, he can finally just shoot some people, which is what he's born to do. And then he stops like in the middle of shooting people to steal a hat. <laughs> yeah. that, that is so dark, isn't it? Yeah. He's got his hat back. Perfect. <laughs> his head can hat. finally feel normal again. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Nona knocks out Kujo, she frees Waverly, but it's all just still very tense. They make their way upstairs, and Wynona's like, you know, keep that thing wrapped tight. <laughs> Waverly's like, that's what she said. He said. <laughs> I love to where Wynona's like, God, I love you. <laughs> the scene is like with that and the, the the banter in the beginning. It's just you can see Waverly trying to be like her big sister, even in just like doing a that's what she said. Mm-hmm. It's very cute and very sweet. At Shorty's, Jeremy has the serum and the dosage. He's got it all figured out. He gives the instructions to Rosita, who's flirting very unsuccessfully with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so much fun to watch. Uh, uh, it's just <laughs> like, he's like, oh, <laughs> no. But you're a girl. <laughs> yes. Hmm. Um, and I forgot that Jeremy actually had experience with the serum because he and the dosage and stuff because he says that we were we just studied the dosage and its effects on the specimens so like he actually had firsthand experience like watching what was being done with the serum so that's kind of an eye-opener but Rosita says like all of her flirting was just trying like her trying to coerce him into getting lattes down the street I don't know. What do you think? I think she was flirting and covered up the rejection with the latte talk. I, I you know, I'm just saying it would have worked on me. Okay. Right. <laughs> it would have worked on me, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think we'll all got a hand up now. And it would have worked on you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's, tomorrow. I think that was her rejection. Just being like, no, nah, I just wanted you to get lattes. Yeah. Well, cause she's, she's good. In a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. I think she could have just said, hey, will you go get me a latte? And he would have gotten the latte. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't have to try so hard. As a new member of the team, but yeah. Uh, So Jeremy's gone. And then she does something I don't understand too, where she grabs the syringe and just kind of starts taunting dolls saying like, you want this, don't you? Um, And she she was none too pleased. If you remember when she found out he was who they were doing this for was the law. Right. So she's probably got a little bit of concern here. Okay. So. You think that's what it was? Yeah. I think, I think it was because she was still surprised uh, when she found out it was dolls they were doing this for. Because it's like, why would you get so close to him? Like you're purposely going close to him, like taunting him. But well, yeah. but she also probably doesn't know how strong he is and probably is trying to, to some degree, I would guess, because we know how smart she's been over all the years being a revenant. You know, we find that out. Um, to try to establish control in this situation. Like, yeah, you want this, don't you? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who can make it for you here. Don't forget that. You know, I'm yeah. valuable kind of deal. This is true. Maybe even make some kind of deals like mm. 
when you come out of this and you're back to being law and you yeah, find remember, out about me. <laughs> yeah. Remember who it was who helped you. Yeah. Because nobody knows she's a rev at this point. No. Um, but yeah, he grabs it, uh, gives himself the whole dose, which she wasn't supposed to do. And that makes him go full on fire dragon. And he warns her. He's like, run him yeah. before he breaks free. And she does. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily. Uh, back at the bading bading, Doc kills the guy, the briefcase guy. I know it's like they took Waverly's hand and he's like, what, what are you talking about? And she's scrambling around, you know, smart as usual. She grabs an ice bucket and she's going to go back and get the hand. And Doc's like, well, why to bury it? Cause like, he doesn't know about modern medicine. No, no, I know. And it's like, no, they can reattach <laughs> anything now. And he's like, what is happening? And then um, when she runs before she runs down, goes to run downstairs, she says, don't, don't worry, baby girl. You'll play piano again. Piano again. <laughs> Which is such a great callback to when. Callback to the, yes. Yeah. Clutie threw her against the barn. The and skull like, against the barn. Yeah. Never play piano. <laughs> oh, but then. Just love it. Gooverly starts to come out. And um, then Waverly pops up and her hand is fine. And she's like, who got hurt? My nose like, you. And then she's like, what the hell is it like her hand is back we're all Winona in this situation and mm-hmm. doc's just like you know your mind can play tricks on you you know this probably never happened and Winona's just like what what is going on right now so here's my question for you do you think the hand growing back i mean i know later on goo i can't remember if it's when it's gunona or um, Gooverly says, like, you know, regenerating a hand is exhausting. Yeah, but, yep. yeah, but do you think that's a Gooverly properly property or an angel property? Oh, I think that's the demon. I think that's Michigan. I think you that's Gooverly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, where is that? Like, like you said, it comes out of that conversation of how tired they are because Waverly's doing such a great job of fighting them. Right. And how exhausting it was to grow back that human hand. Okay. So I guess. But yeah. yeah when I went. No, that's a, good, that's that a great set, thought. I but like, yeah, I don't think, yeah. I don't think it goes to the angel side. But it's the way I took it anyway. Mm-hmm. Or who knows? Combination of both. Mm. Oh, no. Because Winona, when her finger gets cut off later, it grows back. Mm-hmm. So yes. it's definitely. Okay. I forgot where I was. Forgot that I already know all these things. <laughs> uh, just gotta think it through sometimes. Gotta creep. Gotta keep our demon mythology details. Exactly. Straight, I'm like, wait a minute. We know she can do some crazy things as an angel <laughs> later on. But so in shorties, <laughs> Rosita goes. She blocks the basement door with that slot machine, much like Waverly does when she traps Reaper Billy in the basement. Ding ding. Thank you. <laughs> my notes too yes i'm like we've seen this haven't i know we? i was like i swear i've seen this exact <laughs> movement before because yes. i remember going is this thing just on wheels can't the door it, it just push so it easily open? yes <laughs> can't they just get out don't go pulling threads Juan i know Juan carlo had a hand in this yeah that's right right he put the wheels on <laughs> exactly and then he took them <laughs> off right oh wait no doc show up and she's like you know i gave i gave him all of it but i didn't have a you know it didn't have a choice Winona says she's going to help him. She's going to go downstairs. And they're like, what are you doing? You can't go down there. She's like, well, I've been able to talk him down before. 
And then the bad guy shows up and he's got Jeremy with the lattes and Jeremy's freaking out. And he's like, I'm going to kill him if you don't give me the briefcase. And when I was like, whatever, he's the new guy. Last one, last one in, first one out. Well, that was just what you'd want to hear if you were Jeremy, right? I know. He's like, I thought I was part of the team and now you're going to just get rid of me so quickly. Last one in, first one out. Jeez. Uh, she tells him to loosen, loosen up. And he's like, I'm about to poop my pants. He's just like, not that loose. Not that loose. <laughs> These are jokes you miss. I, I'm sorry. There's no way first time through without subtitles, you're catching all of these jokes. No, it's just so fast. Uh, yes. And then I just think like, would this be comforting in this type of like situation? <laughs> like, would it just be so like to us? It's funny. You're the person on the other end. And this is like what Wynonna says in these horrible times. It's just like cracking jokes. Like, Wynonna, take action. Stop cracking jokes. So Winona puts Peacemaker and the briefcase on the pool table. And there's this interesting choice of words when the bad guy says, if anyone tries to take it, this whole place goes up in flames because what happens next? Careful what you wish for. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> dolls busts in and we see exactly what he's capable of as he like goes full on dragon and destroys the bad guy. And, and for those of you that watch the show later, or binged it, the the uh, the awesome scene with Rosita and Doc and Jeremy, but the whole what was that? As we see dolls do that, that was in the season two trailer that came out, you know, before the season aired, and that was one of those things like all the stuff in the trailer. As fans watching that, everybody's like, "Oh my goodness, what scene? You know, what are they looking at? What's going on?" And of course, all the speculation is completely wrong. <laughs> Yeah. And but, I just, mean, it's so distinctive because watching that as just a little clip in a trailer just sets. That's just so Winona Earp. Folks. Yeah. It's just so Winona Earp. Like, what are they freaked out about? And now it's just yeah. their heads above the bar. <laughs> yeah. So funny. It's such a perfect shot to use in a trailer. Yeah. They've all taken cover except for Winona, who's just standing there. <laughs> like Just watching it. Yeah. And again, she's like, she's just in awe. She's not. She doesn't seem scared at all. She's just like way cool with a side of habanero. (laughs) Again, like she thought maybe she's a pyromaniac. I don't know. She was really (laughs) excited when Jer when she thought Jeremy could start fire with his mind. And now there's fire here. Look at that. You found another item. (laughs) Pyro. Put that on her resume. Pyromaniac. So dolls and doc. They have another one of those cute bro moments where doc hands him a bottle of booze and they just have this like unspoken exchange. Right. Can see well, of course, because dolls ask for water, <laughs> gives them like whiskey yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Basically, water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm parched. Okay, yeah, let's give you some alcohol. <laughs> really quenches the thirst. Um, but like before the bad guy dies, he warns them that something is coming and they're not ready, which is their very early warning of Bullshire, right? Oh, that and also again, just fun with the pop culture stuff. You know, with Winona, like, yeah, we know winter. Yeah, like Game of yeah. Thrones, winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't know how they stay so current on pop These writers, things. these writers, man. They know everything that's oh. happening. At the Gardner Mansion, Tucker returns and he's like, he says he's there just to collect his things. But Mercedes is like, you know, no, don't no, go. Change I'm, of heart. Yeah, yeah I want to show you something. And it's the original sisters with their faces gone. 
And then he quickly goes from like, what did you do to my sisters to like, all right. What do I get I'll, out of this? Yeah, I'll, I'll deal with you. But, you know, I want a girl in exchange. <laughs> How quickly he just changed his dude. Such an a-hole. I know. Such an a-hole. I'm not worried about my sisters. No, I, you know, what do um, I get out of this evil plan? Yeah, I want a girl, not just yeah. any girl. <sighs> and at the homestead, Wynonan and Waverly, they've got the case. Waverly's like, oh, yeah, Edwin Earp, the one-year wonder, uh, their grandfather who put down 70 revenants in 300 days. And then she figures out uh, by Googling it that the combo is his birthday, right? And they open it and it's it's very uneventful. It's this like purgatory state fair plate you see on like the shopping network. Okay, show show hands, show hands. Who thought that's what was in the case all episode long? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? All right, a Bueller? plate. <laughs> a plate? I know. A plate? I know. And we're all <laughs> not like a gun, not a weapon, not uh, something else. Nope. And even that, like, how do you go from what this is to what we end up seeing it? turned into right just exactly fascinating uh winona mentions like okay we should really talk about this goose situation and she wants to help waverly waverly has her back to her and she says good because i'm sick of fighting her and like the voice is a little weird and winona says the thing inside of you how did she know there was a thing inside of her Demons 101. I guess maybe she's seen enough stuff to figure out. Yeah, so well, about. but I mean, the fact that Waverly had mentioned losing, <clears throat> excuse me, losing time, the sleepwalking. I mean, okay. your instinct has got to be okay, something's taking you over or something, you know? Yeah. And then Waverly says, No, the thing outside of me, and turns full on Gooverly. And Winona points Peacemaker at her. <sighs> Heartbreaking. Blows orange. Heartbreaking. And then Gooverly says, like, you're going to kill another sister. It physically hurt. Uh, But then even worse, she says, but I won't let you kill her either. Like, is this another like worst case scenario? I'll I'll kill her before you can kind of thing. Like, uh, lesser of two evils. Yeah. I mean, Winona, you know, baby girl, if you're in there. I mean, yeah. And then this is going to be the cliffhanger. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Again, to all of you who got to binge, imagine waiting a week, a week. She goes on to say she's exhausted. And that's what she mentions. She's going to the hand. And then she says, and I'm not having any fun. Um, She thinks Winona would be more fun. And then in the unexpected twist, Gooverly kisses Winona, transfers the gooness to her. Her eyes immediately go black and then Peacemaker burns her. And then Waverly drops to the floor and then Gunona's just like hovering over her body saying, what are we going to do with you? That's terrifying. Cut to credits. Wait a week. Uh, <laughs> No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, OMG. I mean, after hearing about, after hearing that, the whole thing about how hard it's been for the demon and Waverly fighting and then knowing why Nona's personality. I mean, come on, folks. If you take a week to think about what could go, you get to see some of it. Obviously, we'll talk about it. But whew, like, oh, 
no. Oh, no. <laughs> well, and yeah, and to hear in this episode of like, you know, like when Waverly's getting teary eyed and talking about how like her memory is going in and it's out and like, like she's she's a little tortured just talking about this. And then yeah. to hear her saying like, hear Mixon say that she's been fighting so hard. It's like, it's been weeks that she's been fighting. Yes. Yeah. We forget that, you know, cause we're only seeing little bits of it in some of these episodes here in season two so far, but yeah, it's been weeks. This has been going on. Yeah. It's amazing. So, it's amazing. Things didn't get a lot worse. Yeah. And like, you know, little Waverly is just like, it just shows how mentally strong she was to like, not always be, you have to wonder if like the times when, She's not goo goo gooverly are all the times she like for pushes it aside or if like mm-hmm. if it had its way, it would it would occupy her 100 percent of the time. Yeah. Well, as we're going to come to see once it's in Winona. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lack of control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get to appreciate uh, how strong Waverly was, but not till we see what happens next. Episode. Uh, yeah, I'm ar- my brain is already seeing <laughs> the next episode because that's a great opener too. But yeah. yeah, and just like again in the behind the scenes, Dom talking about how they had instructions on how to put the black contacts in and how it took them like two hours, but they finally mastered putting them in and taking them out. And Shamir talking. Have you, ab- have you ever worn contacts? No, I just had this conversation the other day. Like I can't even imagine sticking something in my eye and then like pulling it out. Yeah. I, I like you, I I wear glasses. I have since I was a kid. Um, And I remember when I got old enough, you know, a long time ago, but like in my twenties, the contacts were a feasible option, but not too expensive. So I, you know, I didn't want to keep wearing glasses. So I got them and I, I only had them for a few weeks. I just Mm -hmm. could not handle just regular contacts. Yeah, myself. So I can't even imagine having to put those things in. And yeah, and even he, Shamir talked about it for the dragon ones. Yeah, how he was like a big baby and he just can't. He doesn't yeah, like doing so it. So I totally get that, folks. I just, like I said, I couldn't handle a simple yeah. contact. And I know they've all come those al- of you that can. Kudos to you, right? And I know they've come a long way. Where like some, oh, like they're so bent, like they used to be hard, and now they're bendy and stuff. But not the things they're putting in. No, like, no, not for these. Yeah. Dom's talking about how like you had to go past your, <laughs> your yeah. eyelid and like yeah, you can so see that, that like they a, look woo, big. Make me shiver. Ooh, and I think I've either heard or read somewhere before too that like when you when they had them in for a while. Oh yeah, it it's a. I think it's one of the BTSs coming up with Mel and Tim. Where Mel's like it, it messes with your vision for a bit. Like you have them in mm-hmm. for a while, and then when you take them out, you're like you have to your get eyes got to adjust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like I just really I like when these things are pointed out because it's like not everything is a special effect. Some of these things are are practical effects, and it's just going to be physically taxing for them. All these things that just add up to bring us a show to entertain us. Mm-hmm. I'm just constantly in awe mm-hmm. absolutely yeah makes you appreciate it even more so that's that episode we met we survived <laughs> it was a tense one Whew. didn't didn't lose it pat on the back for kevin didn't get emotional <laughs> or at least not as far as you folks know for what got released um yeah it's yeah we're building I mean, we all know folks like i said we've seen it we know what's coming and we've seen it so yeah this was a heck of a Heck of a ratcheting up of that roller coaster. 
uh, yeah, early in season two. So it's some amazing stuff to watch happen and play out. And we're only four episodes into season two, one third of the way there. Yeah. And we know where this is going. So it's like just yeah, all these things that are coming. Yeah. It's just yeah. so much fun. <laughs> so, just, so much. <laughs> so much fun to analyze again and again. If you want to analyze with us, you can always give us your thoughts and opinions by emailing us at herbologypodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us uh, through our website at herbologypodcast.com. You can leave us a voicemail by clicking on the microphone on the bottom right of the page. You can also do what most people do, which is chat to us um, on Twitter at herbology underscore pod. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great. Like we said, brought up, you know, some of the folks sharing the photographs, the black and white, some other things that we bring into the conversation. I mean, this is where it's so much fun when you folks are listening to us and seeing other things giving us some perspectives on it. Yeah. I love that community side of it. So keep, keep it up. We love it. Yeah. And if you, if you haven't gotten a chance um, and you have access, go ahead and watch those behind the scenes. Those are so much fun and um, absolutely a must, I think is, is reading the postmortems that Bridget did on the TV junkies with Emily. Every yeah. Week. And even if you haven't been checking those out yet, folks, definitely as we're going to move forward with the pregnancy line storyline and all it, yeah, do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor. You really get a much richer experience yeah. hearing from Emily on that and, and some other stuff. I mean, we're just touching on a couple of things that we read in them, but there's so much more there. Yeah, and doing like I I didn't catch the show as as they were happening, but just do, doing them, matching them up the way they're intended to go with each episode is just uh, really special and gives you a lot of insight to to everything that went into everything and everything that's going on. So. Yeah, it's just making that richer experience. I mean, you know, for those who weren't uh, watching when it was airing, it's, it was just so much fun, you know, after watching the episodes on Friday nights. Um, and Bridget would release those, you know, shortly after the episodes aired. So if you were a night owl, you could read them right after. Or like me, it was, I purposely loved to save those. They went with my Saturday morning breakfast, was reading those to then see more of what went into the app. So when you rewatch the episode over the weekend, you saw more things in it. It's, yeah. Uh, it's just so much fun. So yeah, that's why I say I think you folks will get it. I mean, we talk a lot about the, the talent of the cast, but like just look at this Erper community and like all of the things that have been brought to us just by other Erpers. Yeah. Uh, the art, the the fanfic, like we kind of mentioned, the the articles, the the deep dives that people have done and, and blogged about or tweeted about. Just really so much fun how everybody contributes in their own way and you know adds to the like pot of Winona soup. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It's so much more than it appears to be on the surface. Absolutely. All right. Well, until next time. Bye. Hope you all take care. Jeez, new computer, who dis? <laughs> I know, it's been so long, I almost forgot what I was doing over here. <laughs> See, how much of a regular routine we get into. <laughs>